0: We had a fine weekend. I spent a lot of time relaxing for a change. There were some things I had to go do a few errands, but you know, every time I commit to wanting to relax, sometimes I have something I have to do and it always gets in the way. And so I did do a lot of relaxing. Hope you had a relaxing weekend too. But one of the things that I had a chance to do, and uh, I don't look at it as work, I look at it as study, is to go over headlines, go over clips in the news, a uh, few things, You'll catch a movie or two, but still, it's... It's part of the studying, and I, and I love to read. I love to study and read uh, so that, you know, I, I can come in armed with information when I do my radio shows. And um, I'm learning something, though, that I, I wanted to, to bring forth. And, um, you know, even though a lot of people tell me that, you know, he's a liberal shill, I'm a big fan of Bill Maher. And I've always liked Bill Maher for some reason. I just, I mean, he's he's not religious. He's not, he's, he's kind of like the guy that, you know, if he has a differing opinion, he, he seems to, you know, I don't always agree with what he says, but I certainly like how he says it, and I certainly like some of his views on things because sometimes it's, he's got this view of, are you kidding me? Are you serious? And I, and I think that that's the kind of attitude that I'm copying right now, especially when it comes to uh, the impulse of adversary. And what I mean by that is is that people always have this impulse to know of someone being a liberal or a conservative and immediately have an adversarial view regardless of whether or not they know of them or heard of them or listen to them. And I, and I speak, you know, for me, it's Bill Maher. People say, well, he's a shill, Clyde. Don't be fooled. Well, I mean, a lot of the people that are talking about Joe Rogan probably have never heard his show, never heard anything he has to say, never listened. And so if if we're told that he said something that's contrary to, what the democratic party liberal adherents want to say it's the idea of silencing an adversary before you even have a time have any time to decide whether or not you know you agree or disagree with that person i mean it seems that there's this obsession going on and i don't know who's to, behind it and it needs to stop but still there is an obsession going on with finding ways to silence and censor those with adversarial views especially when it comes to political liberal Tenants, every week, if not every day, if you tune into CNN or MSNBC, there's always a new target, and always a new target that, you know, they continually say needs to be deplatformed or banned or silenced or prevented from speaking or being heard. And that's one of the reasons why we created Aftermath.media was because I was, I was worried, and, I, and a lot of people still have concern, that a lot of what I say will be shut down not because I'm a conservative or a liberal it's because I I tend to like Joe Rogan I I entertain many ideas many thoughts and you know people always say well you said one time this and said this time another time well it's because I'm opening up the conversation for open talk something that's old school talk radio I think Joe I think uh, when you look at Joe Rogan he does the same thing But now you can't satirize, you can't joke, you can't be sarcastic. And so what happens is you see this censorship tactic that, well, at first it was censorship going after hate speech. But what it turned out to be was going after views that the left thought were uncomfortable. And then that kind of hateful talk is Nazi, fascist, all these other words were being thrown around. And nobody called them on it. Nobody said, well, you can't do that. Imagine someone who's in a concentration camp. They don't see it that way. Now, if the conservatives say, well, getting my mask is like wearing the star, immediately they're condemned. You see, it's hypocrisy. And I've done shows about hypocrisy before. So the culture has gotten so political that we have one side that feels that they can comfortably, without any, you know, without any uh, fight back or or, or uh, any kind of uh, rebuttal, they think that they can silence whatever views they arbitrarily place into the category of hate speech. And of course, this shows even when we hear both sides try to speak about free speech, there's this constitutional illiteracy that gets on my nerves. Because you, you might as well just have one or two amendments. The first and the second amendment is all people know, and then they stop. I can have a gun, and I can say what I want. That's basically what you hear people talk about here. But here we have a movement, the, the cancel culture. They're eager to silence a broader range of voices because they can accuse anything and anyone of being hateful or divisive. And that's why you're looking at this new framework where... All they have to do is now say that their targets are spreading misinformation, disinformation. And so, I mean, this is another, in my opinion, form of Orwellian speak. Because why? I'll tell you why. Because there's no clear meaning as what, you know, there's no clear meaning what misinformation or disinformation is. It's what they decide it is. They decide what misinformation and disinformation is. Same with terrorism, okay? Terrorism has this elasticity to include domestic terrorists and those who are January 6th, but nobody else. Antifa doesn't count. Those who destroyed the, the buildings and the, and the police precincts over the summer don't count. So you look at media outlets, CNN and NBC, you look at the New York Times, you look at the Atlantic, you look at the Beast, uh, the, the, you, know, you look at all these you know story after story after story. We're now getting back to the fabricated Russia fear because of the situation in Ukraine. So the Kremlin backs everything now. The Kremlin is behind everything from Joe Rogan to um, what's going on in Canada right now with the truckers uh, and the Freedom Convoy, if you want to call it that. None of that is true. I mean, that's disinformation, but that's okay. Because anyone who speaks about it ends up getting banished because of what they define disinformation to be. None of it is disinformation. And even then, I don't think disinformation requires banishment or a show trial. And I know that uh, Joe Rogan had to give a show trial today. He had to apologize. But see, this goes back to what? COVID's disinformation in the beginning that we were given, and then it was all rectified and changed. It's Julian Assange that, you know, you read his documents, and you're a criminal because his information leaked, made people die. All this stuff is when you question liberal piety. And it, it's, it's annoying. And, a, and there are a lot of things to address in all this umbrella of what I'm talking about. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. 225 860 It's 503 Back before Ground Zero. Don't go away. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to aftermath.media.